Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth, may or not be funny, rude, or downright stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello, cheeky people. Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast, episode 24. We are recording live from Hua Fa 68, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake on a Sunday morning not too late, situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, mainland China, nestled between Hong Kong and Macau. Indeed, I am your host, Chris J. Bradshaw. And listeners, I have some very interesting news for us today. We do not have my normal co-host、um, in the studio, and I think the best thing to do is to read a letter that he wrote to you. And I'll just get it out now in front of me. It says, "Dear listeners, I am unable to attend this episode today because I will be watching two men with hardly any clothes on fighting against each other. It will be Ewan McGregor and I think Floyd Mayfeather." So Anthony, unfortunately, will not be here with us. He says, "I hope you have a good episode," and he even signs it in his nice style of writing.、Um, so there we go. It's just me today, and a special guest as always.、Um, would you like to introduce yourself, please? What's your name? My name is Abdus. People call me Abs here in Zhuhai because apparently the Chinese can can pronounce my name. <laughs> I'm originated from Mauritius. A lot of people don't know. I'd draw you a map if I was in front of you, but it's on the it's off the east coast of Madagascar.、Uh, lived in the UK for a while. That's why I think me and Chris are best friends. Otherwise, we'll be killing each other. <laughs>、uh, been in China for over ten years, and here I am today. I tell you China what, China Jedi. Thank you very much. It's lovely to have you in Abs, because、um, we know you're very busy working on your Abs.、Um, I always thought that Abs was because of your Eight pack that you have. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Okay, it's not. Okay, it's, it's just it's for for the Chinese to produce. Actually, Chinese name is Aibos, which is the sound of the abs.、Ah. Yeah, so it means the love doctor or professor love of、boss. love. Aibos, like professor of love. So meaning I bring love into your life. Hey, we need more people like that. Yeah, yeah especially. Especially with the typhoon that's just happened,、oh, of course.、Shit. We got、yeah. another one today. Across, I think it's been abs. That's why it's been. That's why you arrived late, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, studio, yeah, yeah. I thought it was still coming around twelve or something, isn't it? Yeah. Well. Okay. Well. Anyway, listeners,、um, if you, you're tuning in now,、uh, we have actually had a horrific、um, typhoon. That really is breaking news.、Um, it was a, a level ten. 
levels. Uh, which is the highest it could be, yeah, isn't it? I think it got up to about, I mean, it different, di- different news here is very different. Some people said 14. You can't trust the weather, like you can't trust men with long nails, isn't it? Well, yeah, very nice indeed, <laughs> absolutely. Especially the hair, uh, the hairy moles thing yeah, going mean, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, anyway, um, things are settling down and uh, if we look out the window of the studio, I mean, it's, it looks like a load of dinosaurs have walked through um, the palm trees. It's the apocalypse, and, mate. Post-apocalypse. Uh, it, really? Um, but people are getting back on their feet and um, you can't help but like the community feel. It does pull people together when sure. we have these. Yeah, I was out looking at people, talking to my neighbours, going down to my local shop, asking if everything was fine, you know what I mean? Yeah. Telling all people to get back indoors, although I don't know what they were doing outside, you know, <laughs> with like a hundred kilometre wind. It's yeah. like, you always wonder here, right? It was, it was, it was scary um, stuff indeed. So um, back into the show, let's try and... Um, uh, lighten some people's days up uh, if you're listening it's a Sunday morning of course here now um, Abs you're from Mauritius uh, obviously you have a UK background we've known each other um, for a long time what brought you to China it's always a, a good question we like to ask our special guests what brought you to China in the first place well uh, came to China as an invite for a consulting job but it's a place that I've always been wanting to come because I've always been like a fan of you know the Chinese history obviously you know the Bagua the eight the eight corners of Feng Shui always been a fan obviously Kung Fu in its original state mm. you know came to China thinking everybody in school knew some kind of martial art I was surprised you know that I knew a lot more martial art than people <laughs> out here but yeah came here to Shanghai as a consulting job for a Shanghai International Studies University. They were trying to set up an international department. Then in Zhuhai? No, in Shanghai. Okay, like Shanghai. I just said, yeah. Uh, well, they have a Beijing University in Zhuhai, so yeah, it didn't ex- surprise ex- me. Ex- yeah. yeah, but Shanghai was not what I was expecting China to be. So I didn't want to leave with the thought of China being a capitalist, you know, modern, fast, concrete jungle society. I wanted to see... Concrete jungle! So I I wanted to see the the China that I pictured it was. So making some searches on the internet, I had a friend down here in Macau who told me I should check out Zhuhai. Hmm. So I started looking out for jobs in Zhuhai. So, you know, obviously (laughs) saw some very blue sea... Fisher girl picture that was obviously photoshopped, you know, so get on, got on a train, landed in Zhuhai and thought it was all right to start with compared to Shanghai. And then from here, I went to all the small areas around Zhuhai. So I decided to stay and see what China has to educate me. Yes. And I come from a psychology background. So I'm like, how do I do business here? So I went and started consulting for companies here. And started to talk to like, you know, the VPs of the companies, the managing directors, the general managers and started to understand China business ethics because, to be honest, it's nothing what I knew business was. I mean, the ethics are so different from the crazy KTVs to the crazy law bound status. Mm. It all did not make sense until I started to get to know about it and hear it from the people in it. And that gave me a very good tool to use in the business world here. So I started to understand it. See the bad, see the good. And here I am, China. Not looking to live for another five to ten years, probably. Marvellous. I mean, of course, you have, uh, you have a wife. Uh, yeah. A Chinese wife and a son. Son, yeah. Born in China. And okay, one on the way. One on the way as well. I'm about is... six, seven months into it. Probably seven and a half, if I'm not mistaken. You are looking rather large now, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, how is it carrying that thing around? 
It's heavy. <laughs> the abs of God. Ha ha having to rub your missus' belly every hour, <laughs> which is uncomfortable, becomes kind of a job. Yeah, well, I'm sure it is a job carrying a sack of potatoes inside there, isn't it? <laughs> um, indeed. Now, Abs, um, just tell our listeners, what, what actually is it you do? Because, of course, you've done a lot of stuff, um, which is highly interesting. We can't go through everything. Sure. Um, obviously, aside from the business stuff, you do a lot of music, uh, which is where we, can I say interlope? I don't quite know if I can use Yeah, and we also interlope on your <laughs> on your seven sense, six sense people, yes. energy, aura, and all that stuff. We had interesting... I mean, we started with aliens with you, right? It yeah. was aliens, and then it moved into more of an energy-related thing, you know? Well, let's keep that aside so, yeah. um, for this particular... <laughs> pod. It's a good pod to do one on. Uh, thank you, Ash. Um, researchers are getting rather red there uh, through the glass window. Um but no, uh, what is actually you're doing now? Um, can you explain uh, your position and the company? Well, I work for a company called Wego Solutions, which I think I think Ola spoke a little bit about when he was here. He mentioned a little bit. He just mm. joined us as well. Nick, actually, yeah. But I'm director of operations there, working with a guy called Bill Raymond and Matt Swisher. We actually design, uh, develop, and distribute products for the outdoor industry. And most recently, we entered the cannabis industry for cannabis-related products, smoking devices made out of silicon. But I come from a business management manufacturing background. So my director of operations job is actually related to, you know, operations management in regards to quality management, mm. vendor management, sourcing, relationship management. Lots of, you go to lots of factories, don't you? We visit a lot of factories. I'm always out of the office at least once a month if not twice, three times a month, you know. Yeah. Uh, always traveling all across China, which is one of the good part of the job. If I was single, now being married with a pregnant wife and a kid, you yeah. want to be home a lot more than being out there on the road. But, you know, yeah. it's a great job, great company, growing company, and working in Zhuhai with, it's always a nice place to be. I'd rather, you know. No, I, and, I, and I have to say, Bill and Matt, uh, it would be nice to have them on at some point. Lovely guys, and... Um, you know, it's great to see a company, a foreign-led company, doing so well. It's been here a long yeah, time, hasn't it? So we've been blessed. It's a blessing. Um, so, Weigel Solutions. Um, again, I saw a little, uh, like a, a slap line you just used, like difficult name, but you don't forget it. What's the solution? What's the hard to say, impossible to forget. Hard to say, impossible for, to forget. There you go. I like that. Weigel Weigel actually means way, which means uh, shake, like. Guo means nation. I mean, if I'm pronouncing it right, whoever is Chinese listening today. Shake the nation. So, Wei Guo actually means shake the nation. I like that. And that's what we're trying to do here in China. We're trying to shake them to have a different attitude towards business, different perspective of dealing with the international clients and customers. So, we're kind of shaking the mental status. Who came up with the strap line? Uh, probably Bill and Matt. Well done, Bill. Well done, Matt. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, if you might have come up with that with your lyrics, but never mind. Um, okay. It's so, used in one of the songs, but yeah. Lovely. And the cannabis market, that's clearly export related. It's clearly export related. Okay. Taboo in China, but it's still legal to make drug paraphernalia products in China. Like, they've been doing it for a long time. My mother-in-law smokes a bamboo bong with Chinese tobacco. Well, they you do know? that in China, don't they? Yeah. smoke a lot of those bamboo my, bongs. My wife's grandmother smokes it. It's normal. It's like... You know, they just put they, tobacco in it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, but it's a very different tobacco. It actually will blow your minds away. You know, okay. if you smoke that, you you won't walk straight. It's like that thing in Vietnam that they smoke, and it gets you all paralytic. Oh. It's similar to that. What they smoke, but right. Well, um, especially Mao Ming. If there are people from Mao Ming listening, oh, sure, there are hundreds. Uh. <laughs> um, um, Absolutely. Uh, 
you've been around a lot of places in China. Where would you suggest a good place to go if someone landed here as a tourist? Lijiang. Lijiang has always blown my mind. It will always keep blowing my mind. Why? Basically, they've added contemporary, contemporary lifestyle in a very old traditional architecture oh, I like that. and That's tradition. Nice. So you walk down those old streets with little water fountain on the side and you look at a coffee shop, it looks like it's going to fall apart. And then you walk inside, you've got beautiful wooden furniture. Yes. It's a lot decent of coffee. It's a lot of decent <laughs> coffees, you know. And they're very big on percussions there, which I like to play percussions as well. So every corner street, someone's playing a jambe or awesome. bongos and stuff. So it's very colorful, very traditional. It's got some kind of crossover, Thailand, India, Africa culture mixed into a Chinese culture, which makes it literally amazing. It's in Yunnan. Yunnan yeah, it's in Yunnan. Yeah, I do like Yunnan. I've never been up to Lijiang. So um, you, you, you ride across, I mean, you're not far. You're about three hours away from Tibet if you cross mountains. You know. Fantastic. And I've heard they have a reggae festival there. They I have a reggae think. festival. Yeah. They have reggae bars all down the bar streets. They are very like rooftop, very traditional. It's not like, you know, the Zhuhai, yeah. Zhou Baijie. It's very like Chinese Rastas. People are very down to earth. <laughs> you know, it's like the hippie, hippie town of China. If you kind of, kind of idea yourself with that kind of lifestyle once in a while, it's great. Has it, it's a lot great. of people have told me, that, has it got, too touristy. I mean, is there a McDonald's? It on, is. Is there a McDonald's on the street? Yeah. Either. I mean, the, but, but the McDonald's looks like it's a very old temple. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, it's probably the first McDonald's in general. But what I'm saying is, you, it's not in your face if you go down the main street. You have to look for the McDonald's. Okay. But they have one for sure. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, researchers, I'm looking at you intently. Uh, perhaps you could send myself, leave Anthony here to do the paperwork to uh, Lijiang at some point. That would be lovely. I'd love to play there. Festival, marvellous. Um, who knows? Let's uh, put it out there into the ethers. Yeah. Okay, abs, marvellous. We need to stop because we're going to be on a four-hour podcast here. Yeah. Um, it's time for Sunday morning question of the week. Sunday morning. Sunday morning question of the week then. Um, oh, this is a... Oh, this is very apt. Yes, clever researchers. Here it is. What was your worst haircut or hairstyle of all time? What was your worst haircut or hairstyle of all time? I really wish Anthony was here um, so I could say a few funny things uh, for him on that. What was your worst haircut, Abs, of all time? I mean, this isn't something to think about. It just pops out, doesn't it? It has come to me already. I had a mohawk. Oi! Yeah, I had a mohawk back in the UK. And I think I, I flew into China. I mean, actually... I had a mohawk in the UK a very long time ago when I had to cut my hair for boarding school. Yeah. Because before that I had some dreads. Then after boarding school I grew <laughs> my dreads again. Then I came to China and I literally had to cut the dreads again because it was not allowing me to do the job that I came to do very well. Which was a bit sad back in those days. I wish I had come to China now where it's a lot more acceptable. You know, I had to wear a suit <laughs> and a tie and stuff like that. So my dread tied up was not the best thing for them. So I went to a, a Korean hairdresser, salon hairdresser, whatever. It's the first time I've been to a hairdresser in my life. I always go to barbershops, right? Oh, yes, yeah. So they gave me a comic, you know, a manga, Japanese manga hairstyle, you know, with like Dragon Ball Z shit going on <laughs> on my head. So that was sad. I had to shave my head off. So it was the first time I've been bald head since probably I was born. And bald ever since? Well, sure ever since. Yeah, it's been, it's been keep going in ever since, right, on the sides. <laughs> but, I don't know, it, it runs in the family, but, well, that was my worst haircut. So, um, 
actually yeah. dyed my hair after that. I went on a fucking, I went on a bad <laughs> streak after that. I dyed my hair blue, dark green, and all that stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, okay. That that was a little bit later than when you came to China. My, yeah. my one has to be um, actually double come to mind. One when I was little, my mum gave me one of those basin cuts once. You know li- why they're called a basin? Because they've yeah, got they long long hair. They put the bowl over and they and cut, cut it all around. around. Yeah. Yeah. Saves you a bit of money, eh? Yeah, that um, was, yeah. I've never had a haircut. We always, I mean, back where I come from, having long hair and dreads is kind of normal. Yeah. So if you cut your hair, you either like a pretty boy or a player. You know what I mean. I if like you're that. a normal guy, you got long hair, you got dreads. I mean, the other bad one I had was I went for a cheap eighteen kwai one in Nanping up the road. Mm. Uh, you know, got long hair at the moment, and he kind of turned it into. I can only imagine. I was so embarrassed. I got back, and my eye looked at my hair, and she went, Aah! and she actually <laughs> took me back and had a go at the hairdresser. What did you do? He, he wedged it at the back, but it was such a wedge. It was literally like a step. Yeah, like, like a, a cliff edge. Yeah, 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 and of yeah, course yeah. I couldn't see because he didn't do yeah. the whole back thing. That's what you get when you pay 18 kwai um, for a haircut. Or yeah. you pay the 150 kwai, which is ridiculous for a haircut. Yeah. yeah. Tony and guys. Yeah, or all these other guys. And you walk in there, it's like you're walking, you're about to go on a show. Everyone is dressed up with velvet shirt and <laughs> yeah. stuff. You know? you know, yeah. they, they never tell their other Chinese, hey, I'm going to do this to your hair. How about I shave those hairs off that mole? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they'll do all these nice 150 RMB haircut, but they can't, no can't solve that problem. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, the, on, on the on the hairdresser note, um, that's actually a, I think you could do a whole pod on hairdressers because of course hairdressers in China turn into not just hairdressers. Exactly. Do Some yeah, yeah. But we won't go there today. But anyway, all I can say is, listeners, be very careful um, if you are an expat and you go for a haircut in China. Take a picture with you. Take a picture. That's a good one. Of yeah. what you want. If you want a fade, take a picture of the guy from Prison Break. I don't even know his name. Yeah. Well, they, just, they just shave it all off then. They'll just like, I want this fade. Oh, oh, jidawla, jidawla, jidawla. You know, you know the Chinese. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they've done that one before. Yeah. Okay. And the other one is, uh, what was I going to say? Are you one of these people that, and I've never done this, but you know, they go for a haircut every eight weeks. For a trim up. No, I have to. My, I have to have my wife tell me you're not going to sleep in our bed if you don't go get a haircut. That's the kind of person. I I, me too. I I, I actually like, normally grow it and then just shave it all off and grow it. It yeah, saves a lot. If it's of too long, I just put my hat on and I. It's not. It's not my concern. My hair. My hair is not my concern. Yes. It's not something that I look at in the mirror before I walk out of the house. I look at I my. I see that. I yeah. look at my Jordan, <laughs> I look at my Jordans a lot more than I look at my hair. Yes, that, and that is another story as well. Okay, so um, yeah, but I've been told I need to have a, a haircut soon as well. So we'll see. Um, I'm on a year out. Um, <clears throat> okay, lovely. Uh, abs. My favourite part of the show. Guess who? We've got to remember. Guess Ooh. who then? Um, Famous Chinese person. Have you ever got any of these right listening to some of the episodes? Yeah. You have got some of them right, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think that the listeners get some of them right. Guess who? So I'm going to give you some clues. All right. Um, And the way this works now, I've been told... Oh, that's why you wouldn't let me see this piece of paper when I come in. The researchers guard it with their utmost importance. Um, if you get this right, by the way, or if you know it, wait till the end because uh, listeners might still be thinking about it. Okay. I'll give you some extra clues if you don't know. I'm sure you'll probably need them. And um, if you get it right, then uh, we take you out for lunch on the China Jedi account. If you get it wrong, then you take us out um, for lunch on the non-China Jedi account. <laughs> on, on the abs 
wake all solutions. No, you wish. Shake it up a bit. You um, wish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shake the pennies yeah. off. Right, okay. Yeah, there's, a, there's a Lanzo Lamien downstairs, the Muslim. Yes, yes, your favourite. Yes, yeah. you cheap sod. Okay, <laughs> here we go then. Um, is it Chinese? Is it Chinese? Guess who? Yes. All right, cool. Uh, they're, they're Chinese. That's the only real clue I can give you before I begin. So here we go. This person is a Capricorn snake. Okay, yeah. Born in Shenyang, Liaoning. Have you been there? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, in the, on the 31st of December, 1965, so 51 years of age now, I think that would make them, um, into the uh, youngest in the family uh, of five children. Her father was a professor of economics and her mother was a teacher. She grew up in Jinan, the capital of Shandong. In 1985, she was accepted to the prestigious Central Academy of Drama in Beijing and graduated in 1989 few clues there. While a student at the Central Academy of Drama, she was discovered by Jiang Yimao, who chose her for the lead role in Red Sorghum, his first film as a director. I hope you're not... Oh. Yeah, we've been told you can't use any electronic devices. I was for making this. sure it's not the woman who was here last week. Right, okay. Because you said it's a her, right? So I'm just making sure. She first, <laughs> yes, she first came to international prominence through her close collaborations with Chinese director Jiang Yimou, as I just said, and won the Volpi Cup for Best Actress at Venice for her performance in his 1992 film The Story of Chou Ju. She's credited with helping to bring Chinese cinema to Europe and the United States. In 2008, she became a naturalised citizen of Singapore. Okay, no, interesting. She won the New York Film Critics Circle Award for Best Supporting Actress for Farewell, My Concubine in 1993. That rings a bell, nearly. And the National Border Review Award for Best Supporting Actress for Memoirs of a Geisha, 2005. She has also twice been awarded the Golden Rooster and the Hundred Flowers Award, as well as the Bernali Camera and the Cannes Festival Trophy. Her other film appearances include Judo, 1990, Raise the Red Lantern, 1991, 2046, 2004, so the film was, yeah. was made in, yeah. and Miami Vice, 2006, <laughs> there you go. Um, some of her I famous quotes. I think I know who it is, I just don't know her name. Yes, I, 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 that's what everyone I, says. I know exactly yeah. her picture right there. I can, I know uh, exactly yes, 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 yes. just don't know her name. Yes, yes, yes. Some of her famous quotes, Abs. Please, sorry, not please. People keep pushing me to be the centre of attention. I would prefer to be on the sidelines because that's where you see more. Is she married? More. I don't think she's married. I don't know, actually. That's a very good point. Um, maybe we'll find out later uh, in the extra clues, perhaps. Yeah, OK. Uh, her other quote, fans in China are very different from those overseas. In China, many people really love me and care about my life. But there's always some jealousy mixed up in this feeling of love. I think that is the big difference. Overseas, there is none of that. Only a bit of a peculiar comment, really. I'm sure there'll be lots yeah. of people jealous overseas, not just Everywhere, in China. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, you're a superstar. Gossip is your lifestyle. This is this is absolutely untrue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that statement is untrue. Um, it, exactly, Abs. I mean, that's yeah. that's part of the fame thing, isn't it? I think. Um, I think she's just saying that just to say that, you know. Oh, yes. she feels that way. Maybe because she's Chinese and they're over critical of her and over there. She's like, oh my god, like Jackie Chan or Jelly. Oh my god, you know, you made it. And they only hear positive stuff. In China, they get criticism. I think she probably said that quote when she was in the West 
uh, doing PR for one of the exactly. So, so yeah. Anyway, okay. Any any ideas so far then? No, I don't know who she is. I think I'm. I, I mean, I think I know really, but I don't know her name. Okay. Like okay. Miami Vice, obviously I've seen the movie, the old one and the new one, and I don't think she's in the old one. She's in the new one with uh, Jamie Fox. Memoirs of a Geisha. Never seen, never seen that movie. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Um, okay. Never, never seen that. Well, let's see. Um, obviously, you don't have Anthony here to help you, um, as I'm sure he probably would not be able to anyway. So, um, it really doesn't matter. Does I'm it? not too much of a drama movie fan, to be honest. I like a lot more logical sci-fi movies or, or, or biographies or true mm. stories. That's what I watch a lot more. I'm glad you get time to do that. Yeah, I the only to... thing that I watched that was ever sci-fi to the extreme was Lords of the Ring. And the only reason I did this is because I read the books. I had to watch the movie. Hey, if you like Lord of the Rings, just take a few trips to Don Juan. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay, let's move on. That actually wasn't my view, listeners. I've just been told to say that. Uh, I'm just a robot. And, um, okay, let's switch me on and move on to the next section. It's time for, um, we'll come back to that, by the way, Abs. Dway but Dway. Because this is just the way it's going to be. Dway but Dway then. Um, correct, not correct. Uh, 50% chance of getting this right, Abs. I'm going to give you a fact and you're going to tell us if you think it's true or false. So here we go. Oh, this is another nice one. People in China, apparently, think that the first lunar month is terribly unlucky. So according to this Chinese custom, they don't cut their ear or nose hair during the first lunar month because they fear it will bring them bad luck. One more time, people in China think that the first lunar month is terribly unlucky. So that would be the first month after Chinese sure. Spring Festival. Um, so according to this Chinese custom, they don't cut their ear or nose hair during the first lunar month because they fear it will bring them bad luck. What do you think about that? Uh, never heard of it. I said would do it. You would say not, not correct? Yeah, I would say not correct because I'm always in the Chinese family after the lunar year, you know, which is my wife's hometown. Yeah. And I don't, see any or hear any of that practice maybe different regions have different like it is right you know different places have different practice yeah but of traditions or belief or or, or or how do you say indoctrinated belief but i've never felt that here i've been here for 10 years have you never seen a chinese person maybe trimming their nose hair and ear hair there at spring festival have you seen that yeah i've seen my okay, father so then, that, do so it. then yeah. that would be a definitely boudoir there, yeah then. he is yeah i've seen him outside with his little mirror going digging for his brains with the scissors <laughs> I, I, I'm very careful with that. That nose hair is really sensitive, yeah, it is, isn't it? it Ooh. I don't even cut them up. Yeah. Pull them out. Oh, okay. Um, right, well, uh, so you're going for... Okay, you're going for false. Okay, so um, one more time then, listeners. People in China think that the first lunar month is terribly unlucky. So according to the custom, they don't cut their ear or nose hair. Um, otherwise, uh, they fear it will bring them bad luck. Um, Ab said it was absolutely false. And the answer is... True. It's true. It's oh, true. It's true. Yeah. Um, interesting this. Apparently, cutting hair is losing hair. And losing hair during an unlucky month can lead to lose something even more important. Well, you learn something year. new every year. So if you want to stay lucky for the year to come, keep that in mind and grow out your hair. Yeah. All over. <laughs> All over. Yes, indeed. So that, that's, that's quite interesting. So I guess after the first month, they then cut their hair. I'd yeah. be sorry for whoever that anyway. Yeah, I, I don't actually think also abs it's ear or no. I think it's any hair. Yeah, uh, I'm being told. But the thing, the is... reason I say Buddha is because I've never heard of it and I've never experienced it with people around me in that time frame. So, dude, 
When you came to China first, did you not think, one, everyone would be doing Kung Fu, and two, all restaurants would give you a, uh, a fortune cookie? Good fortune. <laughs> and where are the prawn crackers? Where are the prawn crackers? Yeah. I had more prawn crackers in Thailand yes. than I had in China. Uh, no. And funny, even when you go to India, where are the poppadoms? I've got one anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. That's that's uh, that's funny. That's propaganda. Indeed, indeed. So um, let's move on. Very nice. I win that one. Uh, China Jedi topic time. Ting badong, you got it right. China Jedi topic time. Then when we discuss something rather interesting and fruitful. Um, uh, in so that the was the only Dwe Budwe statement. I thought there was going to be a couple. No, no, normally we just have one, yeah. yeah. You're chomping at the bit, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, that's, I guess you want to go back and see if you can get one right, yeah? Yeah, you're winning. <laughs> you never give up until you win. Well, <laughs> listen to another show and maybe you can get those right. <laughs> okay, so China Jello topic time, um, listeners. We have um, a question sent in from a Mr. Pat McGroin from Juhai. Pat McGroin? From Juhai. I've never heard. Have you heard of Met Pat before? No. You've, you well, have. we don't go out much anymore, do we? Yeah, We've got yeah, lots of responsibilities. You? I've not heard of Pat McGoin. But anyway, why do lots of Chinese men grow a long hair from a face mole and have really long fingernails on some of their fingers? That's a very interesting question. Why do lots of Chinese men <laughs> grow long hair from a face mole and have really long fingernails on some of, this fi- some of their fingers? Pat McGroin, thank you very much. Yeah, that's... Uh, a, a, I have to say though, Abs, you know, I've been this here is for, a good question. It is a good question, but you know, it's unanswered. I've been here for 10 years and I've always asked people that. I've, I've literally asked them, dude, why is your t- thumbnail so long and your little pinky yeah. nail so yes. long? And they're like, I don't know. That's what the Chinese answers. But I think the little one is to pick, is to dig further down their nostrils, I think. That would be a practical idea. Practical, and, yeah. And if you, were, if you played the guitar, I will understand why you would have a long thumbnail, but most of them <laughs> don't. But I think for them, this is fashion, Pat McGroin. One of the guy, very well-off guy, you know, come, you know, good education, studied abroad, but he has it on both hands. So I had to ask the guy, he told me, it's a Chinese thing. I'm a foreigner. I won't understand. And this is, Ooh, you know, this is the always what you get, right? It's like, what do you mean I won't understand? The more, I know it's a luck thing because one of the emperors had it on his face, on his chin. I forgot which part, but he had it on his chin, I think. And every time he think, he was always playing with it like I do with my beard. So they thought because he did that and he always got his opinions right or his plans right. So they thought it was a lucky thing. I can see how that would work, yeah. So, but there is nothing like about it. It's just a medical condition of hair grow longer on your mole. And you can actually shave them off or cut them off. I know people who remove them. So, yes, there are many older generation that has a mole with long hair. The new generation get it taken care of because they can. But the long nails, I ain't got a F clue why they do it. Okay. It's still, it's, still, it's still an interesting question, but some of them keep it amazingly clean. I've, I, Abs, I have to say, I mean, that's a marvellous response. Um, I wish we had more guests like you in um, to do my job for me. That's really quite lovely. Thank you for that. It's a very good response. And I think, oh, was, was I not supposed to answer the no, question? No, no, absolutely you are. That's, oh, that's okay. why we have you on. Your perspective is wonderful. Um, so there's two parts to this, isn't there? There's the, there's the, <laughs> the mole with the hair growing out, yeah. uh, and then there's the nail. So yeah. let's, let's stick with the, the mole? with the mole a minute, because you yeah. made some good references there. Now, as always, the researchers prepare me with a few things um, to, uh, to give out to you and the listeners. And one of them follows very much with, with what you say. 
Um, apparently moles in Chinese society are to do with luck. Um, it's much like the superstition of Cantonese people around Chinese New Year, or the lack of four floors um, and the number four and all that stuff, which I think we've talked about at the moment. Maybe that's another pod. Um, moles too can determine luck and in life. Uh, thus, if you have an unlucky mole on your face, you get it removed. Um, if you have a lucky one, then you don't remove it. It's as simple as that. I think the lucky one grows the hair, the unlucky one don't grow hair, don't they? Funny enough, um, I, I was meeting my Indian friend in, in, um, in Hong Kong a while back, and a guy was actually an expert. I don't know, you call him a molologist. Immorologist. And he's given me a DVD, actually. It's up there on the studio shelf about molology. Um, and and there's, there's whole science to this stuff. Yeah, but it's, it's very... Sometimes you know, I'm sitting in a factory, right, one of my trip, and you have one of the owners, the, or the owners sitting there with a big old, you know, mole on his face, and he keeps touching and playing with it. So now I can't, you know, I can't even pay attention. I keep Austin, looking at him. Austin Powers. At the mole. Yeah, it's yeah. like, dude, can you... <laughs> sometimes I tell them, I'm like, please, can you stop doing that? Because it's stopping me to focus. <laughs> but, but I'm sure there is a whole teaching about why you need to keep a mole on your face. Well, apparently, if you have a mole on your nose, it means you're going to die an untimely death falling down a mole hole. <laughs> which, which I think is absolutely Hallelujah. trash. Um, uh, no, but apparently any moles, beauty spots near the eyes mean you cry a lot. Uh, maybe because there's just something in the way of your eye. What, what, uh, what about if you have one in places you don't want to talk about? Would you want to talk about it? Uh, what if you had one on your knob head? I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm sure it's very auspicious. It doesn't mean you, um, will, like, you will make a lot of children and they're all going to be boys. <laughs> I mean, uh... Well, anyway, the longer the whiskers, apparently, the luckier you are. Okay. Yeah, so that's probably why they... The longer the whiskers, I like it. Yeah, the longer the whiskers. Uh, and, and the longer your lifespan um, and luck and fortune would be. Um, what, what more stuff have I got here? Uh, oh, this is interesting. Do you have any more, Chris? Uh, I guess I have a few on my body. One on my chest. Uh, we do have a few yeah, on my arm. I think none with nothing... hairs coming out. Yeah, nothing that needs to be, you know, nothing that we put on a show. Oh, this is, this is interesting. Um, I was having uh, lunch, this is a, a blogger, with some friends and a girl. She was rather cute in her 20s. Um, she joined us. I saw something on her chin and tried to remove it for her. Turns out it was a hair. She explained it was for good luck. Awkward situation. I'm sure that didn't go very far, that relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, this guy assumed it was just bad shaving. <laughs> he dropped his smoke bomb on <laughs> uh, it. Maybe abs they were shaving and they just missed the hair on the mole. Like well, the girl. in a rush. The no, girl was shaving and she missed a No, hair. I am This is generally a thing I see on men, wouldn't it be? Um, yeah, but the girls, they, 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 they get it taken care of. Unless if it's like on the top lip or near the top lip, which I think it's kind of a beauty mark. You know, where I come from Mauritius, if you had a little... Like Cindy ball, Yeah, on, on the side of your lip, on the top lip, it means it's a beauty spot or whatever they call it. But not if you have it the size of it. Of it penny you know what i mean that's massive it's like people don't look at you anymore they're just yeah, looking at your mole. I, got, I guess but take the lady then with the mole the beauty mole would she grow hair out of it or not no just in your it, it depends on her belief how how deep does she believe in that cindy crawford wasn't very hairy was she it, nah, cindy crawford was a hot little girl a hot little girl. Yeah, she's mm. not that tall, is really. Okay, well, th this is what I'm interested in as well. Apparently, I've been shoved this in front of my face. According to Chinese fortune calendars, hair indicates the mole is alive and therefore a good mole, yeah? 
Until the luck of a hairy mole can be disproved, apparently the myth will continue. Asian men around the world, I don't think it's China at all, it's a, a lot of places in Asia, will continue to groom their most prized physical trait. Shame if that is your most yeah, but prized that, physical if trait, a mole, If a mole is alive in, in what we understand from a medical perspective, doesn't that mean it's a problem and you go get it looked at? If it keeps growing or if it keeps, you know, it's like a malignant mole, it might be cancerous. Well, I, I think, yeah, if it's benign, which most are. Ben- I, yeah. I, I, yes, I mean, you've got some point there. I always thought, I'm in a complete curveball here. Maybe when you come into this life, um, you have certain patterns, things that are meant to wake you up and remember. I mean, for example, apparently there could be some signs on your palms. Yeah, palm you know, lines, yeah. Maybe moles are another indication of things. Probably. Birthmark know. is probably another one of them, you know. Geomath- geometrical, mathematical. Yeah. Numerology, it tied into yeah, numerology yeah. as well. But we certainly don't have time to discuss that um, and prove or disprove it absolutely. Let's go on to the nails because I think we've... Busted that for Pat. Yeah. Um, they're for luck. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, I wouldn't find it very lucky if I had a hair growing out. Oh yeah. Oh, in, in a jiffy, I get it taken. Care of. Different strokes, <laughs> different folks, right? Yeah. So the nail thing. Uh, this is interesting, and I've always, I've never seen. A, okay, women have long nails, but the men with the long nails, it's always like the pinky or the thumb. Yeah. Yeah. So one person said, they asked a Chinese person, and I actually think this person was, um, was lying. He said one was for picking his teeth, another was for picking his nose, and a third was for picking his ass. Um, which... I know, would not find that irresponsible as an answer. You wouldn't find it irresponsible. I think it, there might be some truth in that. Yeah, it's a practical... As long as you wash it, I guess, right? No comments. Saving toilet paper... Um, you know, picking the ends of, you know... When you pick the nose, you could keep the bogey on the nails. So like, and you can look it. at so it. Hate... No, but they do that, right? They like... <laughs> Nothing worse than... So the long nail allows it to flick further. Out of the window. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like a catapult. That... There's nothing worse when it sticks. You oh, know, yeah, when you're trying yeah. to flick. <laughs> okay. I'm being told to veer off talking about that too much. It's unhygienic, apparently, the research is telling me. Okay, thanks very much for that. So the nail, um, apparently uh, the long fingernail, yes, as we said, is for cleaning certain parts of your body. Um, well, other things. I yeah. asked Chinese women about what do they think of men with those two nails and the both hands long. Some Chinese women have said, it's normal, this is China men. Okay. You know what I mean? But some Chinese women said it's disgusting. They don't even know why they do that. Now, if I go to where my wife comes from in the village, every single man, I'll say nine out of ten, has that. Ooh, interesting. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and these are like normal men, macho in clubs. But then I'm like, dude, look at your nails. I mean, why do you have that? Right. Let's try and crack this for you, Abs, because clearly you, like Mr. McGroin, is needing some answers. Um, so maybe we can provide it. Now, apparently, in the old dynastic days, or dynastic days, days, long fingernails were a sign you were rich and didn't have to do manual labour. No doubt there's some truth to this. Now they grow out the pinky nail as a sign of culture, breeding and wealth. A bit of browsing on the internet turns up photos of ornate fingernail protectors worn by ladies sure. in the imperial court. Okay, that's a women. That's interesting, though, the manual labour. But labor. for the men as well, because the emperor, if they did not have long nails, they would wear those, those how do you call them, those, those, those rings that came out to look like nails. On the front, mm. like the fingers, yeah, like the wolverine. But they, they they cover the whole finger with a little pointy tip. Because you're too good to And then to they'll be work. doing this on the table. You know what I mean? But the thing is, none of the China boys who has that 
explain that that way. Most of them don't know why they think it's just fashion. It's just normal to do that. They won't say, hey, this is a sign of luck. That means I come from a rich family. I don't do any bad, any, any hard labor. None of them relate to it in that way. And that's the strange part. You know, Google will give you a bunch of traditional answers or very mm. logical answers, but it doesn't mean those answers is how it is integrated in the tradition over the last 2,000 mm. years. Well, I've been told we don't get our information from Google. Uh, here, we, we, we actually go right to the source, apparently. If we could go very, very succinct at China Jedi. Yeah. So the pinky nail apparently is a favorite for extended cultivation. Um, it's the least at risk of damage or breakage, the pinky nail, apparently, belonging as it does to the least used of the fingers. As well as this, um, the use is referred to here for cleaning and maintenance, also serves well for sexual stimulation. Yeah. Even the sight of such a long nail can provoke desire. Yeah. Certainly not in me. Um, the disadvantage of cultivating the pinky nail, listeners, is that it's the slowest of the nails to grow. Consequently, some men cultivate their thumbnails, the fasting growing nail, as well as the largest, either instead of or because as well as the pinky nails. This style is particularly to be observed in the Philippines, in parts of Indonesia, Vietnam. So it's a, it seems to be an Asian thing, perhaps. Yeah, well, I in, can't talk actually, for every... in, in India, they grow all five, and they find, they take their time to polish and sharpen it and everything. But yeah, well, they, there you go. That's that is rather well. It's, it, it, it's 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 something that will never get answered up, to be honest. Well, I think well, I think there's some there's some good ideas. I can see the, some of the beliefs, but <laughs> check this out. My first boyfriend had it, as in had a long nail. And he claimed that when he was having sex with women, that he would use it on them. Granted, we were both under 18 at the time, and I was completely in the dark about women's anatomy. Right. But the idea of having a fingernail anywhere near those parts just sounded rather painful to me. So I took the statement with a huge grain of salt. Yes, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Um, well, you said, the question is, are they still together? Yeah, well, very much. No, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this person says, it's for cokeheads. Um, so they, they I mean, in China, it shows in China it's not cokehead, it's <laughs> ketamine, it's keheads. Okay. It shows you do a lot of um, hardcore drugs. Um, so yeah. there's a, another one. Okay, but, oh, um, when I was uh, in China, this guy living in China, he went to a martial arts school. The coaches, the martial arts coaches, would also have these long fingernails. But being a martial arts school, they kept breaking them, which was quite tragic, he says. So. Yeah. Okay. At least they're determined to grow it again. I think I've had enough of those nails and hairs. So, yeah. listeners, if you see them, you've got a few ideas of probably why they do it. Yeah. But as you say, Abs, the people that do it now probably don't even know why they do it. Mm. Which is, uh, brings us into another discussion, which we will certainly not go into today. Okay, China's out topic time over. Thank you for your input. Let's learn a bit of Chinese. Jingle jangle, John Wen. I wanted to make it real simple. Okay then, Abs. Now you are a linguist um, of the Little linguists. Bit. Yeah, I think you are. You speak. Uh, what, what languages do you speak? You speak very Chinese. Chinese, English, isn't bad. English, some Arabic, French, French. very well. Right. Yeah. I can read, write Arabic. Lost, wow. the, lost the spoken because you know I'm not using it as much, but I still can understand a lot. I can li understand and speak a lot of Hindi. Um, Maybe now a little bit less Urdu. Okay, chalo, chalo. Yeah. Let's get on with it then. Yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff. You're not a spy, yeah. are you? Yeah. You're not a spy. If I were, would I be telling well, you? I was going to say we can't have spies. <laughs> we can't have spies on it. That's a good point, researcher. Silly question. Um, okay, so jingle jangle, John went. Now look, give us. Um, you're going to give us something that you use a lot in China. So useful scare. Give us the situation first before you say uh, the Chinese. Put a, put put our listeners in that situation. Yeah, uh, most of the time is when people are ordering at a table, 
you know, when you're sitting in a meeting or a business dinner, the, right. the owner's got the menu and he's like, yeah, get me this, two of those, five of those, six of those. I would always tell them, it means your eyes are bigger than your stomach and a lot of this will go to waste. Ah, that's a good one. So, and they always ask me, no, this is China. We need to get this. And I ask them why. And they ex always explain it's like before they had no food and now they can't afford food that they're going to just go lush out on what they want to eat. But then they forget the part that they had no food and the waste of all the rich was the belly full of the poor back in the day. Mm. And I come from a place where poverty is still a problem. You know what I'm saying? So you would never order more than you can eat. Or you would purposely order more so you would be giving the extra to poor people. But definitely not the case here. So it's a sentence that I always tell them when I go to a restaurant. I mean, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. I mean, a lot of listeners can relate to that. How many times you've gone for dinner with a group of Chinese friends, boss, leaders or business partners or whatever and you walk away with a bunch of food left on the table but sometimes most times just left on the table exactly and then when you take them to Taobao it's like they're going to lose face to take it for takeaway you know it's yeah. like the waste is part, is part of the status I'm rich enough to waste 150 RMB fish okay well let, let's yeah. break it down then so Yen Jin Da Du so Yen Jin eyes yeah the eyes are big 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 is Da yeah, yeah. Um, Tzu means your belly or your stomach. stomach. It can be translated in both. Xiao means small. Yeah. It means your eyes are much bigger than your stomach. I mean, it's very, it's a logical sentence that exists, but I eyes hope. Small. Yeah, it's something that you can use. If you don't like to waste or don't like to get mingled into that, you know, waste luxury lifestyle, say it. Tell people. One more time. Yan Jing Da Tzu Xiao. I have to say though, I won't be saying that at lunch today. Um, because we're before, not going to be making before, waste. <laughs> before you buy me it. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's move on then. Uh, I think it's time for a joke, although you're providing quite a few of those already. Um, the great joke of John Wall. Great joke of John Wall then is um, I, apparently I've been told, uh, listeners, that we're going back to the translated Chinese jokes because we had a few complaints about the ones we said recently. Um, we don't want to um, have that. People. Yes. So, uh, okay, here we go. This one I've got to read for us all today is called Chinese Delivery Man. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. You just <laughs> sit back and listen. Oh, gosh, it's a long one. Nelson Mandela... Oh my God! Stop, stop! I mean, what has Nelson? Hold on, hold on! Stop right there. What, what has Nelson Mandela got to do with a Chinese non-offensive joke? And also called the late Nelson Mandela. So this is yeah, the late rest in peace. But what Absolutely. has it got to do with Nelson? Mandela? Well, let's read the bloody right. joke and then we can know. Nelson Mandela is or was sitting at home watching the telly when he hears a knock at the door. When he opens it, he's confronted by a little Chinese man clutching the clipboard and yelling, you sign, you sign. Behind him is an enormous truck full of car exhausts. Unbelievable. Nelson is standing there in complete amazement when the Chinese man starts to yell louder, you sign, you sign. Nelson says to him, I can't do my South African accent here, so I'm just yeah. going to... He says, look, mate, you've... I'm sure he wouldn't say Don't look, say mate. It, yeah. Look, mate, you've obviously got the wrong bloke. You have probably got the wrong bloke. Sod off. Sod off. <laughs> And he shuts the door in the Chinese man's face. I'm sure Nelson would have done that. The next day, he hears a knock at the door again. When he opens it, little Chinese man's back with a huge truck full of brake pads this time. He thrusts his clipboard under Nelson's nose, yelling, You sign, you sign! 
Mr. Maldala is getting a bit hacked off by now, so he shoves the little man back, shouting, Look, sod off, you've got the wrong bloke. I don't want them. Then he slams the door in the Chinese man's face again. The following day, listeners, as you can imagine, Nelson's resting, and late in the afternoon, <laughs> here's a knock on the door again. Upon opening the door, the little Chinese man thrusts the same... Mr. Wu shows up. <laughs> ...under his nose, shouting, You'll sign, you'll sign! Behind him are two large trucks full of wing mirrors. There's something to do with cars here. Nelson loses his temper completely, picks the little man up by his shirt front and yells at him, Look, I don't want these. Do you understand? You must have the wrong man. That's an Indian Who do you want to give these to? The little Chinese man looks at him a bit puzzled, consults his clipboard and says, You not Nissan main dealer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And that abs, I think, answers your question <laughs> why Nelson Mandela was in the joke. Okay, I've had enough. Ridiculous. It's time for a... Uh, That's Je- like a Russell Peters joke. <laughs> Jedi Civ of the Week. Oh, we chat, we shim, we chat, we shim, we chat, we shim me. Jedi Civ of the Week, then. Uh, you're our special guest. Let's start with... Uh, would you want to do the Jedi or the Sith first? Sith first. Okay, yeah. let's Sith for now. And who's your Sith of the Week, abs? I had three listed. Do you want to know? No, only no, one's allowed. Only one. It doesn't have to be Chinese, right? It can be anybody. Anything, any, any woman. It doesn't even have to be a person. It doesn't have to be a person. My sif of the week is black seed oil. Black seed oil? Yeah. Okay. Quick explanation. Oh, black seed oil. Okay. Black I thought you were talking about a drug or black something. Black seed yeah. oil. It's like black sesame oil. Okay. Yeah, I've been doing some research on that recently and apparently it has the remedy for every single diseases on this planet if it's used in the correct amount. So I'm trying to go on a, you know, health cleansing, be more focused on health as you get into your late 30s. Yeah. And black seed oil is my sif, not just for the week, I think for the few years. You do realize sif is bad. I know. So why is it bad? What if I use it wrong, it's bad for me. Oh, I see, if you get the wrong amount. Oh, that's, you've got to find the balance, yes, yeah? that's the whole point. The balance of it is what makes it a sieve. If it's wrong, it's poison. It's like the puffer fish. It's the yeah. most delicious fish, but if you don't cut it and clean it right, you die. So black sesame... Oil. Seed oil from the yeah, sea. from the sea. Well, listeners, uh, if you are listening, which I'm sure some of you are, um, please don't go and uh, mess around with black oh, but sesame. You can, you can. That's the whole point of it. It's the whole point. In everything bad, there is good. In everything good, there is yes, bad. Yes, yes. And sometimes the good in the bad things are better than the goods on the good things. Because people stay away from the good and the bad thing because they only see the bad, they don't see the goodness in it. Well, you let us know your... Are you going to publish your findings uh, at some I, point? I will share somehow, do you know what I mean? I'll probably share with you because, <laughs> because we always have this conversation. Yes. But it comes like from a very old... It's, it's even from the time, I mean, you know, biblically. I know it's not a biblical session, but from like, if you guys know Noah, who he was, you know, it's something that was used then to cure a lot of problems. There you go. And people used to live four, five hundred years old back then. Now we are living up to 70, 80. So we think we are evolving. I think we are devolving. That's another topic. It certainly is. Yeah. Um, but why not? Why couldn't have people in the past lived a lot longer? Um, they lived a lot longer. Right. So black sesame seeds, something in that. Interesting. Thanks, Abs. Um, my sip of the week is this typhoon flying pigeon. Nice. Typhoon Hato. Yeah, Hato. Yeah. It's called Flying Pigeon in yeah, Chinese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it really caused a lot of havoc and people died um, tragically in our city and in Macau and uh, um, I shouldn't be any deaths in Hong Kong. Well, I don't see Typhoon. Oh, well, this 
I'm not disagreeing. No, because you're going to say well, that, that maybe humans uh, and we might have had some conscious part in it. Yeah. But but listen, we we humans complain about a natural calamity more yeah. than we complain about man-made calamities. Yeah, we take man-made. We have reasons to justify the problems we create, but we sit there and cry over something that we know may or may not happen because it's natural. Well, still, it's that, a blessing. It cleaned up the road. It brought water. You know, it told people to you know. Some trees went off, yeah, that's fine, but it's part of nature. That's what nature chooses, the fittest one and reject the weakest one. Well, it's a matter of perspective, certainly. Exactly. Uh, that and for, for me, my perspective is, for this week, um, it's certainly my Sif. Um, typhoon, flying pigeon, fly back to where you've come from. Okay, Jedi. We've got another one, don't we? Pakar? Jedi, yes, we've just had it. Yeah. Um, Jedi of the week, please. The same. Okay, go for the black. Excellent, yeah. love that. Excellent, marvellous, I like, you've done the two in one, great. Yeah. Well, my Jedi is also the same, um, but on a flip, um, it's the emergency teams and all the volunteers. The PLA have, Army. Um, well, not just the PLA Army. Only the PLA. Um, we, we, uh, and all the people that got out there and uh, got their hands dirty, yeah. moving logs and uh, trees and uh, helping uh, that, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, we had a bunch as well, my little Obi-Wan Kenobis this week was all the staff at Wegor Solution who came in the very next day in the morning, instead of being at their home and taking care of the family, they were at the office sorting the office out to have a productive Monday. We also had people on the day of the typhoon stuck at the office trying to salvage what they can so the company has minimum loss. So these are my actual super Jedis, if you had to have a Yoda level in the Jedi. So are they also, your staff also on black sesame seed oil as well? Not really. Not Some really. of them have tried it. They had families with issues that they've been using and they've had literally you know made their life better okay in some in some in some situations yes but you know it's hard to make chinese believe into a traditional aspect of medicine that's not typical to china you know people are scared of changes it's normal indeed well lovely thank you for those um sippies and jedis abs um it's cj plug time If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you. CJ, plug time then. Let's uh, promote something positive. Um, abs, you're the guest. Whack me out. All right. 2.5% of your excess wealth to charity. That's the cause. I think it's a good formula. If everybody gave 2.5% of what they have in excess, that's going into a saving or something that you're going to go waste on 10 pints of beer and get drunk, use 2.5% of that to somebody who has nothing. And okay. if everybody did that in the world, imagine how much money would be out there with people that has nothing. And imagine That's the, my code. Yeah, I, I, I like that. But imagine the people with a load of excess wealth just exactly. at that 2.5 like, Exactly. A little bit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like 100 RMB, it's 2.5 RMB. You know it's 20, it's 2.5? Yeah. yeah. Do you know, yeah. imagine if it's 2 million. Yeah. It, it goes up. I think that's how it's part of the solution. It's not the solution, but it's definitely part of the solution for removing poverty in your environment and your surrounding or within an arm reach. Well, all those listeners out there in Mauritius, because I know you have quite a following um, yeah. on Facebook. If you ever become Prime Minister of Mauritius, Mauritius people, there are two policies you're going to do. That would be a compulsory policy. 2.5% 
and the eating and consumption of black seed sesame oil, oil. in the right amount. In the right amount, <laughs> yeah. if it was, you know, medically proven to be true to everybody. And the listening to daily reggae music, which daily I reggae certainly music. A little bit of rubber reggae dub in your day today. <laughs> okay, marvellous. Well, mine, um, uh, off the poverty thing, actually, I saw you there the other night, a new Irish bar, right? Yeah. In Jidda, what's it called? I don't know the name of the new Irish or Poland something. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Well, before it was called um, Canelis. Leprechaun. Uh, okay, uh, Canelis. Okay, Canelis. God, shows how much I know. Um, Canelis. Anyway, it's been taken over by four Irish people. Um, Ex-teachers, and I wish them well. Never run a bar, you know. A good experience, well, and I hope they I think do well they for still themselves. Are teaching, aren't they? I think we'll we have them on. Let's try and get them on at some point. Yeah. Researchers make a call. Um, abs, great, lovely. Thanks for that. Let's get back to that. Uh, Guess who? We've got to remember. Guess who then? Um, I'm guessing that you need an extra clue, right? Yeah. So, let's, let's uh, hit you with an extra clue. So, the Chinese actress, which we're talking about, um, she had a personal and professional relationship, apparently, with director Jiang Yimou. Yeah. Uh, which was highly publicised. The pair collaborated on six films between 1987 and 1995 before ending their relationship. They reunited in 2006 for the film Curse of the Golden Flower and in 2014 on Coming Home. In, I thought it was Curse of the Black Sesame Seed then. I know something in my head. In November 1996, she married Singaporean tobacco tycoon. I can't pronounce this research. It's Oi Hoi Xiong. Sounds all right. At Hong Kong's China Club on the 28th of June 2010, her agent confirmed that she and her husband had divorced. So they got married... And then they got divorced. So in answer to your question earlier, she's now divorced by the look of this. She was nominated Goodwill Ambassador of the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations on the 16th of October, year 2000. And as your final clue, she was voted the most beautiful woman in China in 2006. What an accolade. How many people actually get those guess who right? Not many. Yeah. I think I got mine right when I was in the... the guest <laughs> in your own show. No, no, no. Which is... I was, you, no, no. <laughs> no, I was in your seat and uh, Anthony gave me... He gave me a very easy one. Jackie Chan or something. Yeah, obviously. You had, you know. uh, Do you know what? I ain't got a clue for that person. The person who I think it was was never married and still not married. So that could not on. be her. She's one of the actress, lead actress in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is you did not mention anyway. I don't know if no. you're going to mention. What's her name, just in case? It was... I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I know. I know how she looks like, but I don't know how what her name is. So you've been in China so long, you know absolutely nothing about famous Chinese people. It, it does not add a penny to my bank account. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, okay, so the uh, guess who? We have to guess something, Abs. Come on, come up with something. I don't know. I mean, Fan Bingbing. You know, fan Bing Bing, that's a good one. You know, we have Fan Bing Bing. Yeah, there is a Fan She could Bing be Bing. back for a second time. But she's not born in 1965. No. She's younger than that. Yeah, you know? that's true. Okay, well anyway, uh, listeners, I hope you may have um, a little bit, be a little bit warmer than um, Abs certainly has been today. The guess who for this week is none other than Gong Lee. Gong Lee, oh Gong my Lee. god, I've heard the name. Yes, or Lee don't Gong. Don't know the history of Lee Gong and don't know the history though, yeah. Gong Lee, Lee Gong. Hey, yeah. Abs, uh, I think we're going to get in a podcast under one hour, which is a record for China Jedi at the moment. It must be because Anthony's not here. Yeah. Um, quickly then, as always, it's been lovely having you in, by the way. Thanks, man. It was, it was a pleasure. Um, let's end, as always, with The Last Emperor's Song, which, of course, is always original um, from someone around the world. We're going to do uh, one of your tunes today, Abs, yeah? Yeah. Thanks, 
uh, songs. I mean, obviously, we make song, we make beats. I write some instrumental, write lyrics. Like Mr. Chris here, amazing vocalist and guitar player no, in the fun. reggae world. There was a blonde boy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, this song is is with myself. It's a beat that somebody produced for us. Actually, you know, it's not made in house. It's made out of house, but it's original. Okay. It's nobody else's beat. The the loop that has been used in there. There's like an instrument. There's like a part of the track in there that some you know. Uh, how do you call them? The Café Mar style have used in the past, but the person who made it is the person who actually made that as well. It's called They Are Not Wise. It's with myself, Nick, who was here last time. His artist name is Olas. And yeah. you have a guy, which is, he's a local DJ in Juhai and around Dongwon as well for reggae music. And his name is Hamza from Jordan. So the song is in English, Creole, which is the native language of Mauritius, and Arabic from Jordan. And it's called They Are Not Wise. It's talking about people who are out there and not using the 7% capacity of their brain. <laughs> Fantastic. They Are Not Wise. This is China Jedi, people. <laughs> All I see are eyes, all I hear are lies What we say surprise, we make them realize How much we despise, hypocrites, evils in disguise They are not wise What we say All I see are eyes, all I hear are lies What we say surprise, we make them realize How much we despise, hypocrites, evils in disguise They are not wise Voice of the people, voice of the nation, voice with a new vision Step down your ego, you're not a hero, trying to talk wise, not a zero Lyrics have come, lyrics are gone, the people dreams are done Lyrics have come, lyrics are done, the people dreams are done Connaissance, Maribal, intelligence, Mahiba, Jiré, Draka, Jiré, Draka, Jiré, Draka All I see are eyes all I hear are lies What we say surprise, we make them realize How much we despise, hypocrites, evils in disguise They are not wise All I see are eyes, all I hear are lies What we say surprise, we make them realize How much we despise, hypocrites, evils in disguise They are not wise Somebody please tell me how can I shake this feeling? How can I get it out? When will I realize that I had it all along? I should never really have any doubt. Cause it was never about climbing to the top, trying to get all the clout. We got a new direction, bring everybody with me. We spread around the whole world, everybody wanna see. Forever ingrained, empowering the nation to create a whole change. You tell me what remains if we sit back, relax, and nobody complains. Another day we continue on Unstoppable, don't ever let it pile on Untoppable, it's never up and falling off It's getting higher than the orange man's tallest law It's too raw to hear though It's getting real drawn out and weird bro Something that you really need to hear though You can't grow if you don't let tears flow You feel low if they call you zero You didn't know until you found a hero But now you are running around Like a man with no fear Whoa! That sounds real dangerous No games, we always playing this Next time remember when you come through No less than slaying it And speak up when you saying it And let true people train it Cause you only live once, no trading it So forget about all them haters kids They gon' remember you even for the things you did Forget about all them haters kids They gon' remember you
you for the things you did. For the things you did. All I see are eyes, all I hear are lies. What we say surprise, we make them realize. How much we despise, keep our principles in disguise. They run not wise. So forget about all them haters. All I see are eyes, all I hear are lies. What we say surprise, we make them realize. How much we despise, keep our principles in disguise. They are not wise. Haters, haters, them haters. Haters, about all them haters. ما بدي حديد بدي فيش ما بدي بيف انا بدي بيس ما بدي ليش بدي حشيش كان انا بيس لازم نعمر لازم نتغير لازم نشطف ما لازم نقطف لازم نهتف ما لازم نحلف محب الشمس محب الشمس لازم نحب ما لازم نكره انا بدي غير العالم مش تغير انا بدي غير العالم مش تغير What we say All I see are eyes All I hear are lies What we say surprise We make them realize How much we despise Hypocrisy rules in disguise They are not wise All I see are eyes all I hear are lies What we say surprise, we make them realize How much we despise, keep our principles in disguise They are not wise Thank you for listening to the China Jedi Podcast Shining humor, love and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you.